0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas, powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Good morning, I'm Philip C and this is The Breakfast Grill. Now on today's grill, KS Pua, founder and CEO of Fison. Fison is one of the world's leaders in the design, manufacture and sales controllers for NAND flash memory chips. And one out of every four SSD solid-state drives in the world is Fison. Good morning, KS. Welcome back to Malaysia.
1: Good morning, Philips.
0: Well, let's just talk about Malaysia because you're originally from Malaysia, Sekinchan. Chan. You've then left to set up this huge business in Taiwan. Uh, I just want to ask you, right, what do you think about Malaysia's aspirations to be this global semiconductor hub? Is it realistic?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually Malaysia can be ploughed in this uh, uh, supply chain. Uh, Malaysia good in the uh, offset assembly provide a lot of service to the MNC. I think this is a, a problem of Malaysia, but on the other hand, I'm still thinking how to uh, improve the value mm. of Malaysia in this supply chain. So uh, I try to do some design, to build a design team in Malaysia to create the value and also to attract more supply chain systems to come to Malaysia together.
0: Yeah, because that's the big question, right? Can Malaysia really replicate what we see in Taiwan, right? There, the ecosystem is so mature and integrated, but in Malaysia, we only play in certain parts of the value chain, isn't it? We don't cover it end-to-end.
1: Um, okay, this is a quite challenging. Huh? Okay, my personal observation, talking about the design area, the the the, the, the place with the design value, we agree area. okay, U.S., uh, West Coast, uh, Houston, Austin, Taiwan, Xinzhou, China, Shenzhen, Beijing, Shanghai. Basically, you can try to find out in this area, most likely the company is from startup. Hmm. It's not MNC, it's a startup. Startup means what? They try to uh, collect the capital, they design something, they make the products happen, profitable, they go IPO then they can grow the company sustainable but when i talk to malaysia right most likely is the mnc and most likely is a cost center so the people working in this uh, company are salarymen hmm. salarymen versus the business owner right uh, the difference is a business owner is more aggressive they try to work to help the company survive but Sariman, you pay me, I will lie. you you not pay me, I go, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. something
1: like that, okay, yeah, yeah. so this is different, so if ask me if Malaysia can try to push to uh, design, uh, it's a good question, but Taiwan, 40 years ago, also nothing, right, yeah. so I've been learning Taiwan, I experienced here, I think we know how to make it, so I tried to uh, duplicate, find some Taiwan back to Malaysia.
0: Yeah, so you make a very pertinent point that actually for us to really do very well in the semiconductor industry, you must integrate the MNCs who have the scale but also the entrepreneurial mindset of the startup, right? And that's one of the biggest challenges here in Malaysia, isn't it? We tend to emphasize a lot more on the MNCs rather than try and create that integration with the SMEs. And it comes back to the point about your ambition, right, for you to invest in Malaysia and to build an R&D facility you made the announcement in May last year. Where are we in terms of the progress? Uh, still ongoing. Why so long? <laughs> it's already 10 months. You said startup culture. Surely startup culture means we get it done in three, four months, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I started Faisen Taiwan 24 years ago. Mm. We've been self-sustainable after two years because of Taiwan have a good ecosystem and Taiwan using the world, the worldwide as the home market, mainly it's the US and China, uh, 2015. I also made a stop in the China Hefei. The company probably may go IPO by end of this year. The reason they can be good because they have a big home market. A lot of uh, system integration happen in China. So when I train students, students can see what their design go to the market and how they use the products from them. But Malaysia is a big different uh most experience of a uh, student of engineers right i graduate i go to find mnc i ask a salary package until retired i'm good mm. but they just they sell them of uh, you know talent engineers go to master up make the big money so to be honest everything is back to the money lah. so how to attract the engineers student in malaysia go to Mess up show them the money <laughs> Yes. Made a model. Made a model. So what I try to do is using my license, uh, every resources, duplicate one in Malaysia. If I successfully make it to the uh, public, then students believe, oh, this is also the way other than MNC. But the question is, Malaysia, if I duplicate everything back to Malaysia, build the same products, I mean, to do something, how can Malaysia company compete with China and Taiwan? Basically, Malaysia cost is higher. Why? efficiency you are built from nothing right so the mm. early cost is a high but i also realize malaysia government is the biggest electronics system consumer in malaysia malaysia government spend a lot of money to import everything so why not malaysia government try to use some of the expense to support to use the design for malaysia if this is the case right this can help a lot of stuff
0: so, so what you're saying here is, look, let us get the government to support kickstart, essentially, the startups, yes. right? By giving them some kind of guaranteed revenue a bit to give them the base load, right, to build and all that. So the question here is, I'm sure you've had conversations with many of the ministries here. Are they open or not to this concept?
1: Basically, agree. Okay. By the way, uh, China used the government's expense to support the local startup. Okay. I think we, we get from market. India. Did the same things mm. indonesia start Brazil yes mm. russia yes yes so you can see many 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 country government they need to use some equipment why not to take this to support to encourage the staff in 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 in, 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 in local country so minister agree but when this comes to the ministry nobody know how to make it nobody do know because no experience right ah. so this is my challenge
0: so, if they don't know how then, because we have no time, right? Time is running out. We really want to build this. It's a golden opportunity with China Plus One. They all agree the road to hell is paid with good intentions, but all cannot execute.
1: So, last year, April, now is almost one year, right? You asked me yes. my progress, 10 my months. Progress, mm. still try to convince, but I want to share with you. Actually, last week, I already met a joint venture with the India partner in the India because their are president also asking local design. Okay. The yeah. company is going to set up by coming soon. Then we are not talking to Vietnam, to Vietnam. Vietnam also trying to, to encourage the design house go there, right? I think go to India. I will make it because India is a big market and government, they support government expense to use a local design. Malaysia, I'm trying very hard. Of course, I wish, I wish the ministers, they agree this is a good approach and the uh, government officers, they can realize and need to find a way, need to make a solution. If this happened, a lot of Malaysians are outside the countries. They want to
0: go back. Yeah, you reverse the brain drain. So I get it, right? You have joint venture in China. You have also something in Vietnam. You have something in India. All really keen to do. How come we are so behind the scene? Because if everybody is doing, there's a clear roadmap. It's no-brainer, right?
1: So, uh, if this can bring to the top, top executive in Malaysia, Mm. it's top down. I think this definitely needs top down, Okay. Yeah. Uh, solution-wise, I don't think it's a kind of difficult. But unfortunately, uh, I met a many minister. They keep saying, "Oh, do we have uh, this challenge? We have uh, that WTO. We have uh, this. Mm. We have uh, that." But again, the uh, yeah, WTO country, India, Indonesia, right? Mm. They start so execution. How to execute this program? Again, I don't know how because I'm, <laughs> I'm not there, right?
0: Yeah. So let us shift the conversation a bit because it sounds like look, you want you have very good intentions to do something in Malaysia. Of course, there are a lot of challenges here. Perhaps some even would say it's bureaucracy, red tape that helps you go through that. But you are very clear that Malaysia has an opportunity, right, to benefit from a China plus one, a Taiwan plus one strategy, right?
1: Yes, Malaysia has the best opportunity in the Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, Singapore is a too small size. Okay, it's a small island, no space. Vietnam is a chasing. Okay, Vietnam is uh, moving faster. Thailand moving faster, but Malaysia due to uh, for many years, uh, a lots of MMC there, a lots of uh, talent outside the country. Like Taiwan fifty years ago, Taiwan government tried to attract the the Chinese come to Taiwan to build their stuff. That's why today they have a Taiwan Science Park, Sinu Science Park. Mm-hmm. Malaysia, I think. uh, uh Multimedia corridor, yes, is a good concept, but execution, I think, at the end, back to the property business. Hmm. So this time, how to take this opportunity, especially the AI, is going to be a trend. And fortunately, or unfortunately, US, China is a country, right? Malaysia, I think, able to get the the, the, the benefit. But how to take this golden opportunity is about execution.
0: Hmm. And this, this opportunity is broad, right? You don't need to be too... F- fixated in specific parts of the value chain, right? You can catch all parts of the value chain upstream as well as downstream, correct?
1: Yes, definitely yes. Hmm. Okay, uh, take one more example. When I was a student, right? They have a book saying the world is a threat. Okay? The the, the world is a threat. Your home is my home. So the world, international supply chain. But now, after US, right? The world looks like many qubits. Every country is a qubit Try to do their own things, right? So, Malaysia is the best to take this opportunity. Can I ask you as a
0: businessman, you see all these trade tensions, uh, deglobalization taking place. It's a big problem for you, right? That's why you have adopted a strategy to not be part of a but to create two separate supply chains, isn't it? One to serve China and one to serve the Western world. isn't it? As a businessman, this deglobalization is not good for you, right?
1: Not not really. Uh, okay, after World War II, who are taking challenge after some few 10 years, they become good, okay? So the opportunity coming after the challenge depends on you are ready to take it or not. You face it or you escape. What I'm trying to say is due to the conflict of the U.S.-China, right? Basically, fighting Taiwan, we get a big benefit. Because we are ready, we have a products. we are neutral, okay? China, we're good, US, we good, India, we're good, because we are neutral. By the way, we have already very, very reached our fundamental products mm. and technology. Okay, Without the conflict, I think we are not able to grow very fast. Okay,
0: okay. we're going to take a short break and return with KS Pua from Fison after these messages. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by UMobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Welcome back on The Breakfast Girl is KS Pua, founder and CEO of Phison. We asked Sir Kinchan Bon Pua how he views the Malaysian semiconductor market and whether it's time for him to re-establish his roots back here after building an empire in Taiwan. But KS, let's just focus a bit about your business. I mean, the past one year has been crazy volatile, right? In terms of the supply-demand dynamics of NAND Flash. I mean, earlier last year, you said some suppliers would go bankrupt. Now they're cutting supply and inflating prices, right? It is a crazy market.
1: I think this is everything is a nature it's a nature because the world we need the supply if they keep losing money they bankrupt the world with trouble so they are trying to find their organic solution so they cut production then they force the price back to their appropriate point once they make money they are going to build the rebuild a new fab to supply more enough component to the market I think this is good this is healthy yeah the the, the question is in this cycle, who survive? Who grow? Yeah, and who disappear?
0: Yeah, because interestingly, right, we see prices go up as much as fifty over percent, right, in SSD prices. Can the consumer take this kind of price? And how do you manage your customers?
1: Okay, basically, storage storage is a essential element of every electronic system. It's a yeah. must. Yes, but the question is, you buy a notebook, right? When SSD so cheap, you buy two terabyte. Today. Or 512 price almost going to a 1TB price. Mm. Okay. Is it 512 gigabyte SSD for no notebook good to use or not? Still can use that, right? Mm. The smartphone you buy 256 gigabyte versus 32GB, still can use. Right? So the market will adapt. When the price deflects, they are going to uh, reduce the size. But the, the, the component, the system still have to ship. So I don't much worry about it.
0: You don't worry about it, but yeah. in, in for you for business strategy, you also want to diversify away from being too consumer centric, isn't it? You're pushing for enterprise. You move. You're also reducing your exposure from non market fluctuations, right? How are you doing that?
1: Okay, uh, since okay, twenty four years ago, we start with a one single USB. USB mm-hmm. at that time, nothing in the market, but being really popular. We create the market, but USB when okay, every electronic product will go to popular, then go to the bloody price competition Mm -hmm. so i realized my company cannot just do that one product so we start to move to the memory card good uh, honeymoon but after a few years again bloody then we start micro ourselves to the embedded for example go to the automotive go to the uh, mobile phone go to a lot of uh, systems they're helping fashion to keep better gross margin because the customer they need service not only price after 2018 we engaged with the amd we're helping AMD to build the first worldwide GM4 SSD within nine months. They're happy, we are more than happy. Then suddenly, every PC makers they knew Pfizer. So we get a lot of a project. So after 2019, Pfizer we grow two thousand engineers within four years. Okay. After that, we good. I think PC is good, but I need enterprise. So we invest five years, like 70 million US dollars. Now we are already have an enterprise business, it's growing. Recently, the generative AI is getting popular and I believe this is a trend and this is the must of a human. So Pfizer, we invent uh, with our storage, we invent a solution to let small, medium-sized company just spending like 30,000 US dollars, you can buy equipment to have your fine-tuning systems. You don't need to go to the $2 million, we make it. So sooner or later, March, we are going to launch this product worldwide. So we believe with this kind of a product uh, uh, range, uh, our our portfolio will help Pfizer to grow much faster.
0: Your story is a story of rapid evolution. I hear you, right? It's really tiring, (laughs) you know, because every year you have to pivot and think of different things. And that's why your R&D cost is so important, isn't it? You find an 80% of your resources are engineers and your R&D cost in 2023 was really high. It's actually been growing exponentially, right? You have to innovate, isn't it? Even out-innovate your consumer to be able to hold on to your 30% margin.
1: Yes. Uh, basically, we are engineering company. Engineers, we cannot stop the development. For example, 2023, the market actually is terrible. You can see a lot of Western companies, they lay off, right? They lay off engineers. But Pfizer, we didn't lay off. We keep increasing our R&D resources. Last year, my revenue dropped 19%, but my R&D expense increased 25%.
0: Yeah, it, it really, it is the difference between your 22, 23 numbers. You were actually doing quite well in 23, but your R&D expenses, you know, was rose, rose substantially.
1: Yes. So some of my shareholders, they are unhappy. Why Why profit margin reducing? Then you, expand, you increase your expense. But I'm telling them, I play for very long term. I want to make this company will be unique in the world. Uh, potentially, we will be the only survivor in the world. So we need to keep consistently invest to RD. so we make it now we're back to two years ago we look to two back, two years ago we're good because all the products ready we are ahead of uh, many competitors
0: so tell me what's your focus now what are you playing in the long term for what are your engineers researching and developing on
1: okay for long term any electronic system they're asking for storage I wish they can only come to Pfizer because we cover full range of solutions. And we are helping a lot of big guys to doing the design service. For example, recently the Gen AI, we are working with the big junk to helping them to put our solution into their systems, to create the value on their systems. This is our contribution.
0: Because in the end for you, market share is... Important, but for the right segments, right? Because currently you have a very good market share, but for the mass market, you need to basically shift away from the mass market, isn't it? And really move towards something that's more niche-focused on the segments that really will need technology, like automotive gaming.
1: Uh, most time we're talking about gaining market share, right? Most likely you're just uh, cutting your price. Yeah, so price cheaper, you can get a share. But can get get a share not because cutting price. We create. We create applications. We invent some something new to go to the new era. When this thing happens, definitely we are biggest market share. Uh,
0: so why, why where do you measure success then? Because you have an ambition to have this 5 plus 5 strategy. You're going to grow the business substantially, right? What is the makeup of the business in five years' time? How much do you expect non-consumer to contribute to the business in the future?
1: Actually, Okay, I define the so-called consumer is a product go to the retail, go to mm-hmm. the uh, e- uh, retail. This product still is a Pfizer, our main business still like 25%. For long term, we will keep this business because this helping Pfizer go to move the, the, the products and components. But on the other hand, we are aiming to the uh, PC, SSD, enterprise, automotive, aerospace, uh, military, uh, communications. Most likely now we are putting a lot of resources on the AI applications. AI will become very, very key business by 2025 to 26.
0: And back to the original question, right? To really do this well, you need to get the talent. How do yes. you approach talent? Right, is it really about just getting someone with the potential, and then you nurture within your ecosystem, or are you going to basically poach from outside the best talents all around the world? How do you think about talent development? Because for you to succeed, it is really about getting the right talent to do the right R and D, isn't it?
1: Well, my experience, I graduate, I working for a few months, then I start the present. But I prefer to get the fresh engineer from the university. I prefer to train the engineers by ourselves. We are not really want to take you know, the, 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 the good engineers from the market because I still thinking DNA and the culture of company is the most important than any else. So we are training a lot in Taiwan. We're training in China. Now we're going to train in India. Of course, Malaysia is going to happen when my company start in, in Malaysia. Uh, on the other hand, we also need to attract some students from other countries like Vietnam, like Thailand, to Taiwan. We we, we bring them to Taiwan, we train them here. So, I don't like to get the engineers from market. I prefer to do, to train by myself.
0: Is that why you haven't really done, gone on this M&A path, right, in buying businesses? Because you fear about this whole culture integration, that it's actually better to organically build your base up rather than just buy companies, isn't it?
1: Okay, this is, uh, okay. Uh, can be debated. Okay, I, I also been challenged by my shareholder, my board member. Why you not go to buy company to help yourself yeah. grow faster? But when I look to the a uh, lot of cases in the market, M and A ninety nine percent fail. Ninety nine percent fail means you acquire a company after two years. Ninety nine percent people quit, left. So what I'm doing for? Why not I keep the money? I keep the money paid to other shareholders. I pay this money to my engineers. I made it happy. <laughs> I made them feel their life good. I made them willing to stay long term in Pfizer, and then I think I will be good. And one thing are uh, without, I, I don't want M&A because storage is still growing. Where do you see do your see the R- So what's your, the yeah?
0: So where's your R and D structure then? Where do you see your R and D sites taking place? Because clearly you built really high end developments in the United States. You've got plans in China. Where do you see the next R and D sites? Of course, we want Malaysia to be there, but that seems to take a bit of time. But in your view, where are the biggest hotspots of R and D talent? Mm.
1: Of course, uh, definitely Taiwan. Faison. Now we are the top ranking ice design in Taiwan, so we have a really good image. A uh, of uh, young students, they prefer to come to Pfizer. Second, I look to the Vietnam. Vietnam population good. Vietnam, uh, I think the the education good. The talent in Vietnam, they aggressively, they want to learn something, do something. So Vietnam is one of my candidates. India, I think uh, I am maybe difficult to manage, but I joined venture with my partner in India. We use uh, India company service, India market. Okay, we train them. Then they can sustain India. Next is Malaysia. It's Malaysia. Malaysia, they have a lot of uh, Malaysia students stay or other in other countries, mm. how to bring them, bring them back to contribute to the country. Again, I need to show them in Taiwan, if I can make good in and Taiwan from nothing now, our market value is four billion dollars. If I can make in Malaysia within three years, then they will believe this is the way.
0: KS, I hope your Malaysian ambitions translate into reality. Wishing you all the best in growing Fison on The Breakfast Grill. KS Pua from Fison. This is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Philip C, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.